Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey there, welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. I have been thinking about this episode for a while. And the reason for that is because oftentimes we are consuming nutrition information. It's out there for us. It's available to us. And it's really at the end of the day, because of diet culture, because of the way that we've been impacted by our relationship with food, we're looking at kind of this, is this information helpful to me or is this information harmful to me? And so that's kind of the lens that I'm coming from when I'm thinking about this episode. And the way I talk about it a lot of times is kind of looking at nutrition information as a weapon, something we're using against ourselves, or a tool, some information that we're finding to be helpful to us. And a lot of this emerges through the concepts of intuitive eating, where you're looking at moving things from being more external and bringing them into a more internal place. And it's something that is really personal to me. When I was learning what I learned about nutrition in school, I was hearing things in a way that was not helpful to me. What I was learning about nutrition, I was turning into things that were very pathological, very damaging, very restrictive. And so when I started working with clients after I'd kind of healed my relationship with food, I really had to go backwards and almost look at all of the information that I had received and kind of relearn it in a completely different way. And it was really revolutionary. And I'll give you guys some different examples as we walk through this. But essentially, it's looking at, you know, what lens are you consuming nutrition information through? How are you interpreting it? For me, my lens was, I need to be the perfect dietitian, and that means eating perfectly, which was really just taking in any information that I heard and immediately applying it to myself in a very rigid, kind of black and white way. And, you know, I want to help prevent that for you, or chances are, if you're listening to this, maybe you're more like I was, and you're having to kind of unlearn some of this information, or like I did and I do with my clients, going backwards. And, and working it that way. I love working with clients who have clinical professions. I love working with clients who are nutrition professionals, who are students, who have a solid knowledge about nutrition. And they're going, how do I take this information? How do I, how do I learn to take what I know and transition it to a more helpful tool, a better way to use this information? And it actually ends up being a lot of the type of people that I work with, and you don't have to do this as a profession, but maybe you've learned so much about nutrition over the years that you feel like, how could I possibly forget some of this stuff, but at the same time, 
knowing it is really difficult to me. Like last night, I was talking to some of the members of Realign Community on a call, and a couple of them are working on transitioning away from counting macros or counting their macronutrients. And they're like, how will I ever forget this information? And so for them, we were looking at how can you take what you know and let's get more realistic with it. Let's look at how you can kind of back out of it a bit while still being aware of it. If you're somebody that's working on that, you need to join Realign Community. We talk about this stuff all the time. It's really, really helpful. So the reason for some of these lenses as they develop and come forth is because a lot of information on nutrition, all of it really is correlational in nature. And what that means is we don't have causational research. So because nutrition and health are so broad, we're looking at, you know, genetics, race, ethnicity, background, where someone lives, what trauma they experienced when they were younger, you know, what are they eating? How's their body responding to that? You know, how much stress do they have in their life? What other lifestyle factors are involved? Economic status, you know, maybe looking at different, you know, disease states that that they might also have that may be impacting medications, things like that. So it's often not just nutrition that we can zone in on and go, that specific cherry did this for their health. And we're sure that's all it was. And it was nothing else that was involved in the study. So that's why nutrition information tends to be correlational. We're looking at, hey, when this happened, we also noticed this. So we think they may have something to do with each other. And as a dietitian who's been studying this stuff for a long time, my job is to kind of look at the body of information as a whole. What's been shown to be true over time? What's changed over time? And then more importantly, my job when I'm working with someone such as yourself or my clients or community members is to tailor it to you, where you are, your background, the considerations you need to have, what applies to you and what doesn't. You're probably listening because you want expert help changing the way you think about food. If you're tired of piecing together random information and doing this alone, we have everything you need in Realign Community, where for only $79 a month, you get live support from me, weekly calls, videos and worksheets, a community Facebook group, and email support so you can figure out where you're stuck and take action. You can check that all out at realignedcommunity.com. Even Googling is really can be kind of what's called cherry picking. So cherry picking of research is basically looking at a lot of this correlational data and looking at what you want to look at and ignoring other things. So like, let's say you were looking at research on the benefits of the paleolithic diet, and that is going to potentially ignore research that shows us that vegetarianism or veganism is also good. You know that these foods don't have overlap, right? Like if somebody's eating a paleolithic diet or somebody's eating vegetarian or vegan and they're both shown to be, you know, positive in some ways. So how do we make sense of that? And in and focusing on, well, I want to show the benefits of a paleo diet and I want to write an entire book about it, but I'm also ignoring all of this stuff and vice versa. So again, you know, you can that's where a lot of clients that I work with are like, "Well, wait a minute, you know, I Googled the benefits of the keto diet and I found a ton of it. Or, ooh, I know somebody who's doing a bunch of research on this and it seems really positive. Again, it's just correlational. And a lot of this is like 
the way research works is it becomes this conversation between researchers of, we found this, so we want to look into this more. And then we want to look into this more. And now let's move over here and look into this. So again, we're not going to, and I'll talk about this a bit more in an, in an example of a lens, is we're not going to get that certainty necessarily of this is exactly the food. This is exactly the thing. And that's where when I'm talking about, I'm going to move into some different ways of lenses. Like I said, how we interpret information, it's looking at this certainty. I want to know for sure the one food that's going to help me or the one food that's going to destroy my health. So a lot of times we're hearing things through elevating certain foods and then demonizing certain foods. And again, this isn't often you. It's maybe the way an article is written or someone's interpreted some type of study. You're not even aware that, you know, maybe somebody's writing an article based on one study that they saw. So again, it's already been kind of cherry picked for you. And so it's, you know, hey, we have this superfood and we have this food that's terrible for us. So that's a lens that, you know, you might see or how you're interpreting information. So let me give you an example of that. Let's talk about, say, kale, for example. Kale is a green vegetable. And then, you know, maybe we're looking at comparing it to arugula another green vegetable. So because kale has been shown to, you know, have so many more nutrients than another green, or it's been kind of lifted up into the superfood category, if we see an arugula salad and a kale salad on a menu, we might assume that the kale salad is quote unquote better for us when really they're both green vegetables. And maybe one has, you know, more of a certain ingredient or nutrient, and then another has another of a certain nutrient. But when we look at the big picture of how we eat day to day, it's like, wow, you know, is this really going to make a difference? Which actually leads me to the next thing, which is looking at trends and foods. There are literal trends, just like the fashion world. Maybe like quinoa has been quote unquote in style for a while. And it's, it's cool. It's really coming from this experimental place of, you know, maybe chefs or nutrition professionals. Like, let's, you know, let's reinvent this. Let's kind of work with it. Let's bring this in. Let's try this in a new way. But then, you know, the way information gets filtered to us, we're hearing, oh, this is so much better for me than, say, like brown rice or something like that, or whole wheat penne pasta, you know, quinoa, they have the same amount of fiber, but quinoa is so much, quote unquote, better for me. Or, you know, be careful of this food because of this reason. So thinking about these, like, kind of what's trendy versus what's classic. And again, there's nothing wrong with trying trendy foods. It's just, When you're hearing it through that lens, you might be unintentionally kind of focusing on one in a way that might not make sense. The next lens is this lens of morality. Morality says, this is good, this is bad. So that's where kind of that orthorexia, kind of that spirituality, that piece that comes in that can be a little bit of like fanaticism around something. So, you know, if I eat this food, I am a good person. If I eat this food, I'm a bad person. Or if I follow this eating pattern, I'm a good person. If I don't follow this eating pattern, I'm a bad person. So these things can get kind of mixed up in how we might be hearing nutrition information. So I hope, you know, that this gives you kind of a sense of perspective, some things to think about when it comes to nutrition information. So when you're thinking about who you are, 
You're thinking about how you've heard nutrition information. Is it helpful to you? Is it harmful to you? And then, you know, how do you move forward? How are you interpreting new information that you might come across? Or are you choosing to not consume as much information or to take this information with a grain of salt or realize that somebody might be reporting on something that is cherry-picked research or correlative in nature, but maybe not for sure just for you? How does that fit into what else you know about nutrition? You know, that whole body as a whole. And most importantly, you know, work with somebody like me. Any dietitian is trained to be able to answer any questions that you have about nutrition. And it's also kind of thinking about their own experience and how they're sharing that information with you as well. You know, an example might be whole grain bread is so good for us. Well, the reason that information is recommended is because, you know, a higher fiber diet tends to be shown to be good for health. But does that mean that if you don't choose whole grain bread, at your favorite lunch spot because you really like the ciabatta roll, does that actually mean that you're not going to get enough fiber in your day? Does that guarantee that? Or did you have other foods that contain fiber? Again, are you hearing this as a weapon or as a tool? Oh, that's interesting. That's good to know. So if that's you and you relate to a lot of what I'm talking about, definitely consider joining Realign Community. I would love to help you sort through nutrition information and make sure that it's feeling good to you. I've loved talking about this with you today. It's something that, again, is near and dear to my heart, and I want to see people hear nutrition information in a way that feels good and affirms their lives and helps them feel positive about food and their bodies. And I would love to continue to share that with you. So I have some guest episodes that I've been recording that I'm really excited about to share with you soon. And again, it was good just talking with you today, just me and you. As you know, I'm always on Instagram. DM me, let me know what you thought, what some of your takeaways were. And until next time. Thanks to you for listening. Find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.